ది ఐడియల్ ఆఫ్ కర్మయోగ అండర్ కంప్లీట్ వర్క్స్ ఆఫ్ స్వామి వివేకానంద దిస్ ఈస్ అవర్ థర్టీయత్ సెషన్ ఓం శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓం శ్రీ గణేశాయ నమ డాక్టర్ కృష్ణమూర్తి శాస్త్రి దంబే పునచ్చ బంట్వాడ తాలూకు దక్షిణ కన్నడ జిల్లా కర్ణాటక భారత్ ఇండియా ది ఐడియల్ ఆఫ్ కర్మయోగ ది గ్రాండెస్ట్ ఐడియా ఇన్ ది రిలీజన్ ఆఫ్ ది వేదాంత ఈస్ దాట్ వీ మే రీచ్ ది సేమ్ గోల్ బై డిఫరెంట్ పాత్స్ అండ్ దీస్ పాత్స్ ఐ హ్యావ్ జనరలైజ్డ్ ఇన్ టు ఫోర్ విజ్ దోస్ ఆఫ్ వర్క్ లవ్ సైకాలజీ అండ్ నాలెడ్జ్ బట్ యూ మస్ట్ ఎట్ ద సేమ్ టైమ్ రిమెంబర్ దాట్ దీస్ డివిజన్స్ ఆర్ నాట్ వెరీ మార్కెట్ అండ్ క్వైట్ ఎక్స్క్లూసివ్ ఆఫ్ ఈచ్ అదర్ ఈచ్ బ్లెండ్స్ ఇన్ టు ది అదర్ బట్ అకార్డింగ్ టు ది టైప్ విచ్ ప్రివేల్స్ వీ నేమ్ ది డివిజన్స్ it is not that you can find men who have no other faculty than that of work nor that you can find men who are no more than devoted worshippers only nor that there are men who have no more than mere knowledge these divisions are made in accordance with the type or the tendency that may be seen to prevail in a man we have found that in the end all these four paths converge and become one all religions and all methods of work and worship lead us to one and the same goal i have already tried to point out the goal it is freedom as i understand it everything that we perceive around us is struggling towards freedom from the atom to the man from the insentient lifeless particle of matter to the highest existence on earth the human soul the whole universe is in fact the result of this struggle for freedom in all combinations every particle is trying to go on its own way to fly from the other particles but the others are holding it in check our earth is trying to fly away from the sun and the moon from the earth everything has a tendency to infinite dispersion all that we see in the universe has for its basis this one struggle towards freedom it is under the impulse of this tendency that the saint prays and the robber robs when the line of action taken is not a proper one we call it evil and when the manifestation of it is proper and high we call it good but the impulse is the same the struggle towards freedom the saint is oppressed with the knowledge of his condition of bondage and we he wants to get rid of it so he worships god the thief is oppressed with the idea that he does not possess certain things and he tries to get rid of that want to obtain freedom from it so he steals freedom is the one goal of all nature sentient or insentient and consciously or unconsciously everything is struggling towards that goal the freedom which the saint seeks is very different from that which the robber seeks the freedom loved by the saint leads him to the enjoyment of infinite unspeakable bliss while that on which the robber has set his heart only forgets uh, forges other bonds for his soul there is to be found in every religion the manifestation of this struggle towards freedom it is the groundwork of all morality of unselfishness which means getting rid of the idea that men are the same as their little body when we see a man doing good work helping others it means that he cannot be confined within the limited circle of me and mine mine there is no limit to this getting out of selfishness all the great systems of ethics 
preach absolute unselfishness as the goal supposing this absolute unselfishness can be reached by a man what becomes of him he is no more the little mr so and so he has acquired infinite expansion the little personality which he had before is now lost to him forever he has become infinite and the attainment of this infinite expansion is indeed the goal of all religions and of all moral and philosophical teachings the personalist which he hears this idea philosophically put gets frightened at the same time if he preaches morality he after all teaches the very same idea himself he puts on uh, no limit to the unselfishness of man suppose a man becomes perfectly unselfish under the personalistic system how are we to distinguish him from the perfected ones in other system he has become one with the universe and to become that is the goal of all only the poor personalist has not the courage to follow out his own reasoning to its right conclusion karma yoga is attaining through the unselfish work of that freedom which is the goal of all human nature every selfish action therefore retards our reaching the goal and every unselfish action takes us towards the goal that is why the only definition that can be given of morality is this that which is selfish is immoral and that which is unselfish is moral but if you come to the details the matter will not be seen to be quite so simple for instance environment environment often makes the details different as i have already mentioned the same action under one set of circumstances may be unselfish and under another set quite selfish so we can give only a general definition and leave the details to be worked out by taking into consideration the differences in time place and circumstances in one country one kind of conduct is considered moral and in another the very uh, same is immoral because the circumstances differ the goal of all nature is freedom and freedom is to be attained only by perfect unselfishness every thought word or deed that is unselfish takes us towards the goal and as such is called moral that definition you will find holds good in every religion and every system of ethics in some systems of thought morality is derived from a superior being god if you ask why a man ought to do this and not that this uh, their answer is because such is the command of god but whatever be the source from which it is derived their code of ethics also has the same central idea not to think of self but to give up self and yet some persons in spite of this high ethical idea are frightened at the thought of having to give up their little personalities we may ask the man to cling clings man who clings to the idea of little personalities to consider the case of a person who has become perfectly unselfish who has no thought for himself who does no deed for himself who speaks no word for himself and then say where is himself is that himself is known to him only so long as he thinks acts or speaks for himself if he is only conscious of others of the universe and of the all where is his himself it is gone forever karma yoga therefore is a system of ethics and religion intended to attain freedom through unselfishness and by good works the karma yogi need not believe in any doctrine whatever he may not believe even in god may not ask what is what his soul is nor think of any metaphysical speculation he has got his own special aim of realizing selfishness and he has to work it out himself every moment of his life must be realization 
because he has to solve by mere work without the help of doctrine or theory the very same problem to which the jnani applies his reason and inspiration and the bhakta his love now comes the next question what is this work what is this doing good to the world can we do good to the world in an absolute sense no in a relative sense yes no permanent or everlasting good can be done to the world if it could be done the world would not be this world we may satisfy the hunger of a man for 5 minutes but he will be hungry again every pleasure with which we supply a man may be seen to be momentary no one can permanently cure this ever recurring fever of pleasure and pain can any permanent happiness to uh, be given to the world in the ocean we cannot raise a wave without causing a hollow somewhere else the sum total of the good things in the world has been the same throughout in it in its relation to man's need and greed it cannot be increased or decreased take the history of the human race as we know it today do we not find the same miseries and the same happiness and the uh, the same pleasures and pains the same differences in position are not some rich some poor some high some low some healthy some unhealthy all this was just the same with the egyptians the greeks and the romans in ancient times as it is with the americans today so far as history is known it has always been the same yet uh, at the same time we find that running along with all these incurable differences of pleasure and pain there has ever been the struggle to alleviate them every period of history has given birth to thousands of men and women who have worked hard to smooth the passage of life for others and how far have they succeeded we can only play at driving the ball from one place to another we take away pain with the uh, physical plane and it goes to the time uh, mental one it is like that picture in dante's hell where the miseries or misers were given a mass of gold to roll up a hill every time they rolled it up a little it again rolled down all our talks about the millennium are very nice as schoolboys stories but they are no better than that all nations that dream of the millennium also think that of all peoples in the world they will have the best of it then for themselves this is wonderfully unselfish idea of the millennium we cannot add happiness to this world similarly we cannot add pain to this pain to it either the sum total of the energies of pleasure and the pain displayed here on earth will be the same throughout we just push it from this side to the other side and from that side to this but it will remain the same because to remain so is its very nature this ebb and flow this rising and falling is in the world's very nature it would be as logical to hold otherwise as to say that we may have life without death this is complete nonsense because the very idea of life implies death and the very idea of pleasure implies pain the lamp is constantly burning out and that it is uh, is that is its life if you want to have life you have to die every moment for it life and death are only different expressions of the same thing looked at from different standpoints they are the falling and the rising of the same wave and the two form one one whole two form one whole one looks at the fall side and becomes a pessimist another looks at the rise side and becomes an optimist when a boy is going to school and his father and mother are taking care of him everything seems blessed to him he wants to 
uh, he uh, his wants are simple he is a great optimist but the old man with his varied experience becomes calmer and is sure to have his warmth considerably cooled down so old nations with the signs of decay all around them are apt to be less hopeful than new nations there is a proverb in india a thousand years a city and a thousand years a forest this change of city into forest and vice versa is going on anywhere or everywhere chakrara pankti riva gachati bhagya pankti like the spokes of a wheel eh? how they move from up to down upside down and uh, downward to upside in the same way this lucky and unlucky comes and goes and it he makes people optimists or pessimists according to the side they see of it the next idea we take up is the idea of equality these millennium ideas have been great motive powers to work many religions preach this as an element in them that god is coming to rule the universe and that then uh there will be no difference at all in conditions the people who preach this doctrine are mere fanatics and fanatics are indeed the sincerest of mankind christianity was preached just on the basis of the fascination of this fa- uh, fanaticism and that is what made it so attractive to the greek and roman slaves they believed that under the millennial religion there would be no more slavery that there would be plenty to eat and drink and therefore they flocked around the christian standard those who preached the idea first were of course ignorant fanatics but very sincere in modern times this millennial millennial aspiration takes the form of equality of liberty equality and fraternity this is also fanaticism true equality has never been and never can be on earth how can we all be equal here this impossible kind of equality implies total death what makes this world what is what it is lost balance in the primal state which is called chaos there is perfect balance how do all the formative fo- forces of universe come then by struggling competition conflict suppose that all the particles of matter were held in equilibrium would there be then any process of creation we know from science that it is impossible disturb a sheet of water and there you will find you find every particle of the water trying to become calm again one rushing against the other and in the same way all the phenomena which we call the universe all things therein are struggling to get back to the state of perfect balance again a disturbance comes and again we have combination of the creation combination and creation inequality is the ba- very basis of creation at the same time the forces struggling to obtain equality are as much a necessity of creation as those which destroy it absolute equality that which means a perfect balance of all the struggling forces in all the planes can never be in this world before you attain that state the world will have become quite unfit for any kind of life and no one will be there we find therefore to that all these ideas of the millennium and of absolute equality are not only impossible but also that if we try to carry them out they will lead us surely enough to the day of destruction what makes the difference between man and man it is largely the differences difference in the brain nowadays no one but a lunatic will say that the, uh, we are all born with the same brain power 
we come into the world with unequal endowments we come as greater men or a lesser men and there is no getting away from that prenatally determined condition the american indians were in this country for thousands of years and a few handful of handfuls of your ancestors came to their land what difference they uh, they have caused in the appearance of the country why did not the indians make improvements and uh, build cities if all were equal with your ancestors a different sort of brain power came into the land different blends uh, bundles of past impressions came and they worked out and manifested themselves absolute non differentiation is death so long as this world lasts differentiation there will and must be and millennium of perfect equality will come only when a cycle of creation comes to its end before that equality cannot be yet this idea of realizing the millennium is a great motive power just as inequality is necessary for creation itself so the struggle to limit it also necessary if there were no struggle to become free and get back to god there would be no creation either it is the difference between these two forces that determines the nature of the motives of men there will always be the, these motives to work some tending towards bondage and others towards freedom this world's wheel within wheel is a terrible mechanism if you put our hands in it as soon as we are caught we are gone we all think that when we all uh, we have done a certain duty we shall be at rest but before we have done a part of that duty another is already is in waiting we are all being dragged along by this mighty complex world machine there are only two ways out of it one is to give up all concerns with the machine to let it go and stand it aside to uh, give up our desires that is very easy to say but is almost impossible to do i do not know whether in 20 millions of men one can do that the other way is to plunge into the world and learn the secret of work and that is the way of karma yoga do not fly away from the wheels of the world machine but stand inside it and learn the secret of work through proper work done inside it is also uh, possible to come out through this machinery itself is the way out we have now seen that work is we have now seen what work is it is a part of nature's foundation and goes on always those that believe in god understand this better because they know that god is not such an incapable being as will need uh, our help although this universe will go on always our goal is freedom our goal is unselfishness and according to karma yoga that goal is to be reached through work all ideas of making the world perfectly happy may be good as motive powers for fanatics but we must f- know that fantasism a uh, fanaticism Uh, brings forth as much evil as good the karma yogi asks why you require any motive to work other than the inborn love of freedom be beyond the common work worldly motives to work you have the right but not to the fruits thereof karmanya vadhikaraste mahaphaleshu kadachana bhagavad gita shri krishna told man can train himself to know and to practice that says the karma yogi when the idea of doing good becomes a part of his very being then he will not seek for any motive outside let us do good because it is good to do good 
he who does good work even in order uh, to get to heaven binds heaven binds himself down says the karma yogi any work that is done with any uh, the least selfish motive instead of making us free forges one more chain for our feet so the only way is to give up all the fruits of work to be unattached to them know that this world is not we nor are we this world that we are really not the body that we really do not work we are the self eternally uh, at rest and at peace why should we be bound by anything it is very good to say that we should be perfectly non attached uh, but what is the way to do it every good work we do without any uh, ultra or motive motive instead of forging a new chain will break one of the links in the existing chains every good thought that we send to the world without thinking of any return will be th- uh, stored up there and break one link in the chain and make us purer and purer until we become the purest of mortals yet all this may seem to be rather quixotic and too philosophical more theoretical than practical i have read many arguments against the bhagavad gita and many have said that without motives you cannot work they have never been unselfish work except under the influence of fanaticism and therefore they speak in that way let me tell you in conclusion of uh, a few words about one man who actually carried this teaching of karma yoga into practice that man is buddha he is the one man who ever carried into uh carried this into perfect practice all the prophets of the world except buddha had external motives to move them to unselfish action the prophets of the world with this single exception may be divided into two sets one set holding that they are incarnations of god came down on earth and the other holding that they are only messengers from god and both draw their impetus for work from outside except Uh, expected reward from outside however highly spiritually may be however highly spiritual may be the language they use but buddha is the only prophet who said i do not care to know your various theories about god what is the use of discussing all the uh, subtle doctrines about the soul do good and be good and this will take you to freedom and to whatever truth there is he was the uh, in the conduct of his life absolutely without personal motives and what man worked more than he show me in history one character who has soared so high above all the whole human race has produced but one such character such high philosophy such wide sympathy this great philosopher preaching the highest philosophy yet had the deepest sympathy for the lowest animals and never put forth any claims for himself he is the ideal karma yogi acting entirely without motive and the history of humanity shows him uh, to have been the greatest man ever born beyond compare the greatest combination of heart and brain that ever existed the greatest soul power that has even been manifested he is the first great reformer the world has seen he he was the first who dared to say believe not because some old manuscripts are produced believe not because it is your national belief because you have been made to believe it from your childhood but reason it all out and after you have analyzed it then if you find that it will do good to one and all believe it live up to it and 
help others to live up to it he works best he works without any motive neither for money nor for fame nor for anything else and when a man can do that he will be a buddha and out of him will come the power to work in such a manner as will transform the world this man represents the very highest ideal of karma yoga so this is the secret of karma yoga हरे राम श्री विवेकानंद अर्पितमस्तु ओं तत्सत दिस इज दि थर्टी एथ सेशन ओं तत्सत